Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this episode of the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week we discuss faith, family, and the trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join us as we study God's Word together. I don't know about you, but I am thoroughly enjoying our study in John chapter 3. Uh, it has been so refreshing for me and just simply helpful for my heart. I hope it's done the same for you. And now we've come to the crux of it all. Uh, the central theme of the chapter, you must be born again. Jesus tells Nicodemus in verse 3, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, you must accept a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. In verse 7 he says, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Have you ever wondered why did Jesus use this picture of a new birth? That that term being born again literally means to be born from above. It literally was talking about a divine birth. It was a divine work of God. How cool is that? And these were the terms that Jesus was using to help Nicodemus understand what it meant to be saved. And I think this this term, you must be born again, or this, this idea of being born again can help us as Christians in witnessing to people like Nicodemus who have many questions about Christ. Or if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior and you do have questions, you are Nicodemus and you're wondering, you know, what, uh, what, who is this Christ and how can I have eternal life? Uh, then maybe it will help you answer some questions. First of all, I would say Jesus used this picture of birth because it was a picture of the beginning of life, right? It's a picture. Now we know life begins at conception. Life begins and at conception and then at some time that little fetus, that little baby develops in the womb. Over time, it begins to grow and grow, and it's an amazing thing when you uh, see your your first baby over the ultrasound. It's just a feeling like no other. Seeing that little human life in there, it's an amazing, amazing thing. But when that baby is delivered, when that baby is born, and you can finally hold it in your arms, man, that is a new beginning, isn't it? Like your life has changed forever. And you know, that is exactly the picture that Jesus is trying to get across to Nicodemus with this thing of salvation. He's trying to get him get across to him uh, that this new birth, this divine birth, being born again, uh, literally, Nicodemus, it is new life. It is a not just a new start. As one preacher said, it's not just a new start. It's a new heart. It is literally changing the fundamental, your fundamental nature and everything that you are and redeeming your soul, imputing Christ's righteousness on you. So when God looks at you, he does not see your sin, but he sees Christ's blood applied to you. That's why the Bible says we've been bought with a price. That price was the price of Jesus Christ on the cross. 
So literally birth, it's a picture of new life. It is, and that's what salvation is, right? It's, it is a new start. It's a new heart. It's everything that we need. It's everything uh, that we desire. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. How amazing is that? The old is passed away. That old nature, that old Adamic nature is passed away. That sinful nature within you is passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So birth, it's a picture of life. Number two, I believe Jesus was using the picture of birth because it was familiar. It was a familiar picture. As physical birth is obviously, it's a familiar thing because we all have experienced it, right? We have all are here because uh, we were born into this world. It was a very familiar thing. And we see this oftentimes in Christ's ministry where Jesus uses something that's familiar to explain a heavenly principle. Right? He uses something that's physical, something that's tangible to explain something that is heavenly. And this fits in so well right here when he's answering Nicodemus's questions. He said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. It was something that Nicodemus could relate to. To. It was something that he, okay, being born again, he, there's a picture that came into his mind. It was literally uh, the picture of a baby, of a new start, someone who is, who is humble, someone who comes, to, uh, comes into the world uh, with a, a new sense of life. And that's exactly what Jesus was trying to get across to Nicodemus of what it meant to be saved. So Christ, he uses this picture of birth. Because it represents the beginning of life. It was a familiar picture to Nicodemus. It was familiar. And thirdly, I think he used this picture of birth because there were two parents, right? There's two parents for a physical birth, right? Be born of the flesh. By the way, that's what Jesus was talking about here, being born of water and of the Spirit. Okay, some people use that as a as a uh, confirmation for water baptism that's simply not the case and we know that because of context nicodemus asked him how in the world can i do that how can i go into my mother's womb and be born again so we know that nicodemus was confused he was stuck on physical birth when god was trying to use that as a picture for what god wanted to do in his soul and in his life a divine birth but in both cases of the physical and the spiritual there are two parents right no matter if your mom or your dad is connected to your life right now or is here on this earth, uh, you still have two parents. And it's the exact same way when you trust Christ as your Savior. When you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, there are two parents that bring about the new birth. First of all, it would be the Holy Spirit, right? He says in verse 5, Except a man be born of water and what? Of the Spirit right? He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So God was talking about a divine birth, and that first parent here is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts you of your sin, right? He convicts you of your sin and shows you your need of a Savior. He is the one who draws you to God. The Holy Spirit's the one that whispers into your, your ear, hey, you need me. Hey, for salvation and this, and this thing of eternal life, you need 
me. And we'll talk more about what the Holy Spirit does for not just the unbeliever, but for the believer after you've trusted Christ, what he does for you. But that is one of the parents of salvation. Uh, he, the Bible says that no man can come to God unless he, unless God draw him. And that's the Holy Spirit's job. He draws men to Christ. And the second parent would be the Word of God. First Peter tells us this. He says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by what? The Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word, which by the gospel is preached unto you. So it's the word of God, not just the Holy Spirit that draws you, but it's the word of God that tells you how to be saved, right? It's the word of God that tells us and gives us the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the truth of the word of God that brings us to a place of repentance. And so just like in a physical birth, there are two parents, in a spiritual and divine birth, the birth that Jesus is talking about here in Nicodemus, there are two parents, the Holy Spirit who draws you and the Word of God who tells you how to be saved and gives you the truth. The Bible says in James 1.18, He begat us in the Word of truth. And I'm thankful for truth. I'm thankful that in a world where there's so many questions and there's so much uncertainty, I'm thankful that there is truth and that we do have truth in the Word of God that teaches us that we can have hope in Christ, that teaches us how to have eternal life. So we see Christ uses this picture of birth because it's a symbol of a new beginning, a new beginning of life. He uses this picture because it's a familiar picture. It's something that we can all relate to. And when we look at the idea of birth, we see that there's two parents. For physical birth, yes, but for a divine birth, the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Do you see this wonderful truth that's packed into those little words, you must be born again? There is so much that Christ was getting across to Nicodemus at that moment. And then lastly, one of the similarities that we see between a physical birth and a spiritual birth, and why I believe Jesus used this beautiful picture, you must be born again, is because in birth, there's travail. In birth, there is suffering. Now, my wife, as I said earlier, my wife is going to be giving birth here soon to twins. And we are anxious as to when that day come. It literally could be at any moment. So we have got the bags packed. And uh, she is actually out at this moment getting some different things and ready for that. And so uh, we're excited. We're so excited about it. But you know what? The reality of birth is that it's painful. The reality of birth is that there is some suffering that is involved. And you know what? That's exactly the same idea with salvation. Do you realize that there was a great suffering that had to take place, a cross that had to be endured in order for our sins to be paid for? In order for the wrath of God to be satisfied, Christ had to go to the cross and endure the cross. The Bible says in Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that God or Christ despised the shame. I'm thankful that he went to the cross for me. 
He loved me enough. And we'll talk about it later on. But he gets down in verse 16. For God so loved the world. He loved me enough. Right? To die for me. And to suffer the agony of the cross. So that I could have new life. That's an amazing thing. Isaiah 53 says this. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I love this, we are healed. And we are healed. We are healed from our sinful nature. We can have eternal life in Christ through this new birth. That's why Jesus looked at Nicodemus and he said, You must be born again. It was imperative that Nicodemus understood. It was not just a clean slate. It was it was literally a regeneration where he regenes someone. He really changes their heart into something completely different. That's why we the Bible says that we are to be conformed to the image of his son at the moment of salvation Christ places his blood upon us. And upon our life and redeems our soul. And because of that fact, we can spend eternity with Him. And not just spend eternity with Him. I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about heaven. But we, do you realize that your everlasting life starts the moment you trust Him? Right? I'm excited about heaven. But the moment that that new birth took place was the very moment uh, that I can have everlasting life. I have a relationship with Jesus now. And I can begin to journey in God's word. I can be led by his spirit to do his service. Right? Is literally, I am a new creature. Behold, all things are become new. So you can see why Jesus used this beautiful picture of birth. And why he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Thank you for being our guest today on the Navigator Podcast. Please visit our website at tyleraroberson.com for helpful articles and other resources. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com. tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.